This is the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. It's Wednesday, August 3rd. Governor Brian Kemp is expected to suspend the state sales tax on motor fuel for another month, with plans to soon sign an executive order that would extend the break through mid-September. The Republican has used each announcement to extend the tax break to blame Democrats for high gas prices and promote his efforts to provide relief at the pump as he faces a rematch against Stacey Abrams this year. He's expected to announce the extension Wednesday. Continuing the tax break, which was set to expire August 13th, has broad bipartisan support even as fuel prices drop. The governor signed a law in March that cleared the legislature with the backing of most Democrats and Republicans to allow him to suspend the gas tax through May, and he's since announced extensions each month, benefiting from a wave of media coverage each time. After a prolonged upward tear, gas prices have been on the decline in recent weeks, though economists are wary the trend could reverse. Up next, a corporate landlord with properties in the Atlanta metropolitan area pursued evictions against tenants as soon as they fell behind on rent, even though the company received millions in federal relief funds. The U.S. House's Select Committee on the Coronavirus Crisis reported on Thursday that four corporate landlords, including the Florida-based Ventron Management, tried to evict thousands of tenants during the federal ban on evictions. According to the report, Ventron has 8,000 apartments across Georgia, Florida, and Alabama, with most of them based in the Atlanta metro area. The subcommittee reported Ventron did not necessarily engage in unlawful practices, but the government found the company filed a staggering rate of 4,401 evictions in a machine-like manner during the pandemic. Among the 3,845 of Ventron's eviction actions, 3,499 of them involved tenants who were behind on one month's rent, according to the report. Ventron did not respond to requests for comment concerning the government investigation. Meanwhile, police have charged the interim director of the Georgia Senate Research Office with two felony counts of child pornography. 52-year-old Alexander Azarian was arrested Thursday and charged with sexual exploitation of a child and possessing child pornography. He was released Saturday on $70,000 bond. When contacted by an Atlanta Journal-Constitution reporter, Azarian said he had nothing to say before hanging up the phone. According to the arrest warrant, officials at Yahoo contacted the Center for Missing and Exploited Children, saying an account later found to be used by Azarian has sent and received sexually explicit content featuring minors since 2007. Cobb County police searched Azarian's home Thursday when they said Azarian confirmed he owned the email address but requested an attorney when he was asked about child sexual abuse material coming from that account. And a phony elector who participated in an effort to overturn the 2020 presidential election is a leading candidate for the state Senate, embraced by Republican lawmakers and candidates since winning the primary election in May. Sean Still, the GOP nominee for a Senate district north of Atlanta, was the secretary for a group of 16 Republicans who met behind closed doors in the Georgia Capitol on December 14, 2020, to cast the state's votes for Donald Trump 
and signed their names to a document claiming that they were duly elected and qualified electors. Still and the other fake electors are now targets of a criminal investigation. Their attempt to award Georgia's presidential votes to Trump failed. Congress accepted Georgia's 16 electoral votes for president after three ballot counts showed Democrat Joe Biden had won the state. Rather than shun still, Republicans are working to ensure he wins election in November against Democrat Josh Uden. Spoken Layer